Welcome entrepreneurs and startups to Art of the Kickstart, the show that every entrepreneur needs to listen to before you launch. I'm your host, Roy Morjan, president and founder of Inventus Partners, the world's only turnkey product launch company. From product development and engineering to omni-channel marketing, we've helped our clients launch thousands of inventions and earn more than $1 billion in sales over the past 20 years. Each week, I interview a startup success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert in order to help you take your launch to the next level. This show would not be possible without our main sponsor, Product Hype, the weekly newsletter that goes out and shows you the best inventions that just launched. Make sure to check out ProductHype.co and join the Hype Squad. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Art of the Kickstart. Today, I am super stoked because I'm speaking with one of our longest partners, Kick Booster, today. Uh, we have asked Mr. Daniel Whiting, the head of revenue generation, to join us on the show today. So, Daniel, thank you for joining us on Art of the Kickstart. Thanks for having me, Roy. So, Kick Booster has been around, I think, 2015, I believe. You know, So, you guys have been OGs in the crowdfunding game. And you've truly created one of the top software solutions for crowdfunding creators. So, for all those folks that haven't had a chance to use KickBooster yet, maybe they haven't launched their campaign yet or didn't know how to be able to use the system, Daniel, give them a little bit of background on what KickBooster is and why they should be using it for their crowdfunding campaign. Absolutely. So uh, first and foremost, our flagship product. So back in 2015, when we got started, uh, we launched a, a software solution that allowed crowdfunding creators to launch affiliate marketing campaigns. Now, affiliate marketing, also known as referral marketing or influencer marketing, essentially what it does is that it uh, empowers others, whether that's bloggers, whether that's influencers, whether that's your backers, whether it's the media, pretty much anyone online. It basically empowers them to go out and promote your campaign bring in pledges, and then collect a commission based on how many successful pledges they bring in. The commission uh, rate is totally editable, customizable, based on whatever the crowdfunding creator wants to select. This has been our flagship product for a number of years. We're the first ones to really start doing it. Still very well known with both Kickstarter and Indiegogo crowdfunding creators uh, for this tool. Now, about a year ago, we launched a new tool called Pledge Manager. So uh, a Pledge Manager, kind of in essence, what it is, is it basically goes beyond the basic backer survey tools provided by the platforms. Initially, the main focus was just allowing you to get like better shipping information, get more info on like the product variants they want. Say you're offering a product that has uh, different colors, different sizes, all that and then kind of it make it more seamless for the whole shipping process once you're all done and ready to send out those rewards. But it's evolved far beyond that. So a pledge manager now can enable you to do so much more things like include uh, product add-ons like as an upsell. So say you're selling some kind of piece of electronics, an add-on might be you know extra cables or any kind of additional add-on gear you might want to upsell that makes sense for what the backer has already pledged for. It allows them to uh, upgrade their reward tier. So you know, a lot of time might have elapsed between when they initially pledged and when they're ready to ship. And now that they know that this thing is a reality, they say, oh, boy, you know what? I changed my mind. I don't want one of those. I want two. So now you get a chance to go up and do a reward to your upgrade after the fact. So uh, that's a key value add for any crowdfunding creator. The other things that you can do is you can also include shipping uh, charges, include taxes based on regional zones. 
Uh, reasons you might want to do that, especially for the shipping, is that you know a lot of time might have elapsed between when you've actually uh, collected all those pledges and when you're ready to ship. As we've seen in the last couple of years, things like gasoline can skyrocket between point A and point B if there's a year's gap in between. And the cow prices you calculated for that shipping initially might have changed dramatically. So just gives you an opportunity to get the best price uh, for what you need to charge for shipping. And then additional features like new things that we've been adding are things like uh, the ability to upload shipping tracking information so that backers can go in and, and see just what the status is and when they might be receiving it. So those are the two primary products that we're offering now to any crowdfunding creator, whether they're using Kickstarter or Indiegogo. Amazing. So I know, you know, most of our clients use Kickbooster as a, an amazing referral tool and tracking tool for it. What are some of those hurdles that you typically hear that you have to overcome for creators to, you know, the reasons why they should be signing up for Kickbooster as an affiliate, you know, management platform? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, in an ideal world, when you're running an affiliate marketing campaign, referral marketing campaign, influencer marketing campaign, whatever you want to call it, you want it to be, uh, you know, to be able to automate as many of the processes, you know, as possible. Right. So, of course, there's always an opportunity where you might be able to manually put something together on your own, but it is incredibly clunky, the payouts, the tracking, all of that. So what you get here with our system, very simple. Uh, you create an account. You decide what your commission rate is going to be, typically anywhere from 5 to 20%, although it can vary. It's totally up to you, whatever you want to charge. You can then, once you've selected that commission rate, you create an booster page. Basically, it's just a page where any potential affiliate influencer referral marketer can go get some information about what it is that your campaign is all about, you know, whatever it is that you're promoting on, on the platforms. They can then register to become what we call a booster for your campaign. Uh, so they just quickly set up an account with us so that we can track all that. And then they get their own unique tracking link. Every affiliate gets their own unique tracking link. And with that link, they go out into the world, whether they're bloggers, whether on social media, whether they're sending email newsletters, they leverage that link in all of the content, all the material that they produce to help promote your campaign. Every successful pledge that comes in through that link is then attributed to them. At the end of the campaign, all of the pledges are validated to make sure that none have failed, that none were canceled, that all are completely valid. And then commissions are automatically calculated and the payments made between the crowdfunding creator and all the affiliates. So it's all handled on the back end. So you basically just kind of set it, forget it. You can go in and track it. We've got a, you know, a multifaceted dashboard. You can go in and see how things are going during any given time. So, you know, essentially in a nutshell, that's, that's kind of how people would go about getting started and kind of how it works. You know, in terms of, you know, the other hurdles and things they might be concerned about, you know, there have been questions about, you know, how do I control the narrative? You know, how do I control the narrative about how this thing is sold? How can I control like who said affiliates are? You know, if you're particular about where they're coming from, you want to know a little bit more about them, you want to be a bit more selective. We can facilitate both of those things. So in terms of uh, some kind of affiliate review, we have that feature in our dashboard. You can enable it at any time. Basically, what that means is that any affiliate who wants to sign up to boost your campaign has to go through a quick review process. They got to fill out a very brief form where they include things like their social media links, where they're going to be boosting it, or they're going to include their website, a little bit of information about themselves. You go into our dashboard, you can review all the affiliates, manually approve or deny, or you can do it on mass, whatever you prefer. 
This gives you an element of control over who said affiliates are. And then secondly, when it comes to controlling like the narrative as to how said boosters are going to you know, promote your campaign, we strongly recommend that you include what we call a media kit. And basically that is just, you know, a folder, a digital folder with everything anyone would ever need uh, to sell. So things like pictures, high resolution pictures of your product, documents that, you know, clearly spell out like the product features and the value props and all that kind of stuff that you would use yourself on your campaign page. Any videos you might have are always great. And then any other guidelines. And you can upload that link to your kit, whether you're hosting it on Google Drive, wherever. You can upload that kit right through our dashboard so that any prospective booster who comes along, they can access said media kit. It's basically like a getting started quick guide and they're off to the races. So I know Kickboosters started this years and years ago. I mean, just to give our audience an idea of how big your affiliate community is, what's, what's the current size of it now? Yeah, absolutely. So I did write down some of these stats and prep for this. So uh, between January 1st and today, we've had 57,000 affiliate signups coming from all various different places. In some cases, those are, uh, you know, the campaign creators bring them themselves. But a large portion of those, about 47,000 affiliate signups have come from the Kickbooster marketplace. So the Kickbooster Marketplace is essentially a, a site where you know any prospective affiliate can go and just browse all of the different crowdfunding campaigns that are currently uh, recruiting uh, boosters. So uh, any crowdfunding creator who's leveraging our service can opt to have their uh, product featured up on there. It's a quick database where you can search by uh, all the different categories available at crowdfunding. If you're an e-commerce merchant on Shopify, there's also an opportunity for you to sell as well there. You know, we've got staff picks and like hot picks of ones that are like really going off in terms of like ones that are sold, ones that are fully funded, ones that are brand new. And it just gives the affiliate an opportunity to just browse all the things available to them. And if they see something that speaks to their niche, you know, say I'm a technology blogger and I like talking about the latest gadgets, you know, they can periodically come to our marketplace look at what's available, they see things that they like, they click it, they register to become a booster, download the media kit, and they begin to promote it uh, on their various channels. And, and really, it's just kind of hands off on terms of the, the creator part. They don't have to manually go through and get all these guys up to speed. You know, they can just put it out into the world, put it on their marketplace and then start recruiting. So that's kind of what we're seeing in terms of like the affiliate process right now for, uh, for this year. Amazing. So I know you guys have been included in hundreds, if not thousands of campaigns, and some of those have gone on to raise over you know, six figures just from Kickbooster referrals alone. What are some of the tips that you would give to creators to maximize the opportunity of listing on Kickbooster to promote their campaign there? Absolutely. So, you know, as with anything, like the most successful crowdfunding campaigns are the, the, the strategies you employ to be successful at the crowdfunding campaign are the same strategies you employ to have a successful affiliate marketing campaign. So preparation, you know, you want to make sure that you are getting everything ready ahead of your campaign launch. So think about it from perspective, affiliates perspective. Okay. So your campaign, maybe it's only running a month, maybe it's only running two months. Okay. So if you wait until very late in your campaign, or maybe it's only the day that you launch before you even attempt to reach out to some major affiliates you have in mind, maybe it's some media publications, maybe it's some big influencers that, you know, are perfectly fit within your niche. You know, if you don't give them enough time to 
understand what it is you're selling, get some content put together, start promoting that content on their platforms. You know, it takes a bunch of time to get all this stuff put together. It's not often instant. So, you know, getting started early, making a plan, making a list of like major affiliates you might want to leverage. From a more of a referral marketing perspective, if you're looking to leverage the power of your backers, which I think is always a fantastic idea, you know, these are people, you know, who believe in your product, you know, they believe in you, you know, they're getting in this thing early. So they're going to be very likely to want to promote this as well. So mobilizing that community, letting them know if you're building like a pre-launch email list, that kind of thing, as you build it, you might want to let them know, hey guys, we're also planning on launching like a referral marketing campaign. Like here's how it works. Here's how you register. Here's your media kit. Give them everything that they need to sell. We've had campaigns that have uh, kind of kickoff events with anyone who signed up to become a booster, you know, like right before their campaign's about to launch, you might have like the founder, the creator, who it is come up on and be like, Hey guys, thank you so much for agreeing to be boosters for our campaign. Again, here's everything you have to know. Really just get them riled up, get them the, the squad going, get them encouraged, get them out there. And then they start selling, right? Keep the momentum going, keep communicating with them. Well, you know, don't just do a one-time send at the beginning and then just let it go. Like, continue to feed them, continue to feed them updates, you know, continue to give them just like you would with your backers, you know, the information that they need to kind of keep the momentum going. And then just beyond that, you know, just the basics, make sure that um, in that planning phase, you, you've thought out a good commission structure, right? So obviously you have to consider what your margins are going to be when you're right. considering what the commission is that you're going to go. You don't want to give more commission than you're going to make margin. But you, it, it's, a, it's a dance, you know, obviously you want to keep your margins nice and healthy, but you also want to provide a commission rate that's going to be as enticing as possible, really motivate those affiliates. As previously mentioned, you know, just to give you a ballpark figure, typically what we see is anywhere from 5 to 20%. Um, the higher co the commission, usually for like lower cost rewards, you know, it has to be worthwhile for the affiliate. And the lower uh, commission for like the bigger items, you know, if you're doing like a, an e-bike or something, it's going to be like a really high value thing. Something like 5% on its own is still very enticing, even if the affiliate's only going to sell a couple of units. So these are got some key things to consider as you're putting together your campaign. Amazing. Well, let's dive into the pledge manager side, because I think that's a super interesting spot, because I know a lot of creators, it's, it's typically an afterthought in terms of, oh, I thought the platform was going to do all of that for me, where that typically isn't the case, unfortunately. And that's why you guys have created the pledge manager side of this through talking to the community, talking to the creators and saying, what other pain points do you have that we could potentially solve with our massive software team? And I think pledge manager fills that gap. When should someone look to getting set up with Pledge Manager? Is there a certain amount of backers or a certain time in the campaign when they should be starting to get set up with you guys on it? Right. So much like when you're prepping for your campaign, your crowdfunding campaign or your referral marketing campaign, the earlier you put some thought and put your strategy together, the better. So why is, he, is that so important? So for instance... So let's say you're coming up with the very like the key elements, like what are your the cost of your various reward tiers? What is in each reward tier? One strategy might be to keep a much more streamlined reward tier structure with the costs and the price of each as low as possible with the knowledge that you're going to be able to charge things like shipping and taxes 
later on through your survey, right? So it's just another way of like enticing people like early on with a, with a more enticing offer. It's more simple. You know, they're also going to be able to purchase some of these things like as an add on as a reward tier upgrade. People have a lot more confidence, you know, later on in this process when they know that the campaign has been successful. They know now that this thing is going to happen. It's not just like a, you know, a wishful dream that like, hey, I've got this great idea. Let's see if it works. Like the market has spoken. We've raised our funds. We're going to do this now. Now that people have that confidence, like, oh, boy, like this is really going to happen. You know, it's not going to be much longer until we start to see the, the, the action happen, the production happen. They're much more likely to want to get the add-ons, get the rewards, your upgrades. But you want to think about that like early on, okay? You want to make sure you do your research into, you know, like what, what platform you want to use. So, you know, you're using the pledge manager, like which features you can use. You can do the add-ons. You can include your shipping in the pad. You can include your taxes in that. Are you going to do rewards, your upgrades? What are set upgrades? So you want to make sure you get that set up uh, really early. You don't necessarily need to implement anything with the tool at that point. You just need to make sure that you've, you've put the thought in. Then as soon as your campaign is kind of coming to an end, now is the time where you might want to start activating and enabling a pledge manager. You can't really get going with the pledge manager in earnest, like until the campaign uh, has begun and you start to be able to import like backer data and all that kind of stuff into it. So that just kind of gives you a sense. There's no need to actually pull the trigger until you've started you could wait also until, you know, once it's all done before you get it all set up. But again, you should have at least put the thought in prior to getting started because it can alter your entire strategy around it. So just a couple things to consider around the timing for that. And, it, and ultimately, it really depends on your strategy around like when, like how early or how late do you want to send your backer survey compared to like when your production date and your shipping date all is. So make sure you give some thought to the, the whole the macro calendar of your entire program. Speaking of the the macro view on things, Kickbooster has been a, a pioneer in the software side of things, you know, for helping not only crowdfunding campaigns, but obviously post crowdfunding and all the things needed there. Where are you guys headed next? Or where do you guys see some of the opportunities to create, you know, further opportunities to work with these creators? Yeah, no, absolutely. So what we're like, we're most actively working on is just continuing to add like new and additional features like to our pledge manager. Every new pledge manager customer we come in, they come in, they have often just really good suggestions. Some people have like a very unique idea that's different than, you know, the, the bulk of people doing their thing. And often it's like, whoa, that's a really good idea. I don't know if anyone else has really thought of that. So Again, things like including uh, that shipping information, the tracking info, it's a fairly easy, fairly simple concept, but you know, a lot of backers have thought that that's a really cool feature. But we're gonna continue to add new and additional features to, to our pledge manager. We're looking at things like pre-orders, stuff like that. So all, all of these things combine into just making this a more rich, more fulfilling experience for the crowdfunding creator, just giving them more tools to do what they want the way that they want it. On the referral and affiliate marketing side, a big change or like a, quite a big change uh, since when we initially launched is just the absolute explosion on kind of the influencer side of things, right? So affiliate marketing has been around since, you know, e-commerce really got started. You know, we put two and together. It's a perfect model. It makes a lot of sense for anything online selling, which is why we brought it in for the crowdfunding model. You know, it really, it is a really, really, really effective way to boost sales uh, and pledges uh, online. So. What has changed since then is, is really like the social media aspect continue to just blow up more every year, more and more and more and more, like more platforms coming out. Like 2015, 
you know, people weren't really talking about TikTok and stuff like that too much then. So we continue to work on ways on connecting better and better one on one to one with creators and influencers out there on social media. So right now we're working on ways that we can help improve, make those connections between them, you know, find out, help people find uh, creators, content creators, I should say, that are in their niches. So that's something that we're going to be focusing on heavily uh, in the you know days, weeks, months to come for the referral tool. Amazing. Well, I know the audience is going to be excited to see all of that. Daniel, with that, this is going to get us into our launch round where I'm going to rapid fire a handful of questions at you. You good to go? Yeah, we're good to go. Let's do it. So what inspired you to work with entrepreneurs? So I will say, you know, it, it was quite a it was quite a shift for me. I was uh, previous to working at Kickbooster. I was like the exact opposite. I was working for MasterCard in their marketing department, not on the consumer side, on the cybersecurity and fraud side. So our customers were like banks, major banks all over the world, major merchants. So not exactly what you call entrepreneur. And it was really interesting. It was very fast paced. I learned a lot, but an opportunity came along with Kickbooster. And I just thought like, boy, it would be really good to like stretch my legs a bit more with the entrepreneurs. It's been a while since I've worked on that. I had worked on it in previous lives with some agency experience, that kind of thing. But there's just so much more passion. Like this is people's passion products. Like they are the ones day in, day out. This is their livelihood. This is their baby, you know. And you just see such a high level of passion, which is why it was very exciting to me to get back into the entrepreneur community. Amazing. So if you could meet with any entrepreneur throughout history, who would it be? Any entrepreneur throughout history? Oh, boy. Um, I mean, some of them are just so polished and they're like, at this point, are they even really like an entrepreneur? Mark Cuban's always kind of neat. I always kind of like him. He's always out there talking about stuff and... Uh, I guess he'd be a pretty a pretty good choice. He'd be the top. I don't know if he'd be the number one, but he'd definitely be someone I'm coming up with off the top of my head right now. All right. Speaking of coming off the top of your head, what would be your first question for him? <sighs> what would be my first question for him? So I guess, <laughs> I mean, he launched with his first major thing, and if I'm led to understand it, is, uh, is internet radio. And, uh, I, you know, I used to do a lot of like radio DJing stuff when I was in college. So you know, my main question for him is like, you know, when you first launched this product idea for internet radio, did you foresee how it would end today with Spotify and all these kind of things? And like, how would you change it? I know there's still a lot of issues right now with artists kind of being underpaid and, and stuff like that. So much like in the entrepreneur world, you see these artists. So I'd like to pick his brain as to whether he'd ever gave them some thought onto how to create a better model where artists might be able to come out on top. All right, DJ Daniel, I got you. Um, <laughs> What book might you recommend to our startup founders and listeners out there? Oh, boy. You know, so this is this is less of just a startup or entrepreneur thing, but uh, just to really help for me, it's just been like really interesting mindset to get into. I'm reading this book called Sapiens, and it's just about like human development in general and how you know, we get this sense that we've been around forever, but like humankind, as we know it, and civilization is like a blip on the radar. And like the author really drives home, like the concept of like how ridiculously fast humans have evolved from like living in the wilderness with like a stone tool to flying into outer space. And he just really does a very interesting job of like putting a lot of perspective and kind of like asking like really interesting questions around that. I would recommend that to anyone, whether you're an entrepreneur or not. It's just a really interesting book. Absolutely. Great read. 
What advice would you give to a new inventor or entrepreneur that's looking to launch their product? Yeah, I mean, you, you honestly need to explore every avenue. You know, I, and I know it seems daunting. There's a lot on your plate. Everything is left up to you. But knowledge really is power. And, you know, you really need to try and wrap your head around like every aspect of it. So if you're getting to the marketing phase now, affiliate marketing, you know, is a really effective way, especially in our space. But it's not the only tool. You shouldn't be dependent on any one channel or any one tool. You should be making sure you're exploring everything you know, ads and email marketing, all these kind of things. So make sure that you're spending the time to, to wrap your head around it. And if, you know, if you're really pressed for time, make sure you're, you're recruiting someone who does know what they're doing so that you're not like burning cycles, trying to figure it out, you know, and, and risk losing, uh, you know, having the project go sideways on you. So if you don't have the knowledge yourself, definitely worth recruiting someone, you know, whether it's a friend or you're going to go with an agency, whatever it is, make sure that you're getting that person in place and then experiment. You never know. Challenge assumptions. You know, there's a lot of like guidelines, rules of thumb that like will help you get started and wrap your head around it. But, you know, nothing is black and white, you know, a method and an approach that worked for didn't work for someone might work for you. So, Never be afraid to just kind of challenge assumptions and try new things. Absolutely. So what's the last crowdfunding campaign you supported? The last crowdfunding uh, campaign I supported, we were looking at uh, a game. I've got it for my kid. I don't want it. He's listening right now. I just did her birthday is coming up, so I won't tell him what the actual game is just in case she goes and checks it out before her birthday comes along, before Christmas comes along. We'll see when it comes out. But it was a recent uh, tabletop game that I supported. So. I'm hoping that that is successful and that it comes down in time because, uh, yeah, she was really excited about getting this game. So that's what we're hoping for. But I'm going to keep it a secret so she's not listening. All right. No, I love it. All right, Daniel, last question. And again, I know you get the opportunity to kind of speak with and talk with lots of startups and founders out there. So very interested to hear your, your take personally on what the future of crowdfunding looks like. That is a really interesting question. And I think if you'd ask someone... <laughs> A year ago, they might give you a very different answer. I think we've seen some very big shakeups in crowdfunding. Both major platforms have just hired new CEOs. You know, uh, Kickstarter uh, kind of got off to a false start uh, with uh, the whole blockchain thing, whether they meant to or not. So it's that is a harder question to answer than I, I feel like at any time in the last couple of years. I have a strong sense that both of these platforms with the new CEOs, the new leadership they have in place are going to be like I mentioned, really challenging, long held assumptions around like where they're going and like what kind of tools they're going to enable. From my understanding, though, like they're really taking a step back. They're really trying to collaborate more with the creators. You know, the, the Kickstarter has opened up that committee of crowdfunding creators to bring in good advice to the product, to the, the executive folks at Kickstarter. So I think there's going to be some, you know, a lot of interesting developments, you know, in the next couple of months, but I think they're just really in kind of like taking stock of everything mode. I think like a lot of them are just kind of taking time to see what, what was working, what wasn't working and then reassess. So I, it's going to be interesting, be hard to guess. So that's, that's what I'll say on that right now. Fair enough. Well, Daniel, this has been amazing. This is your opportunity to give the audience your pitch, tell them where to go and why they should be using KickBooster. Absolutely. So uh, just to wrap up, guys, you know, look, if you're looking to raise more for your campaign, 
go check out kickbooster.me. You know, we've got both tools. Like I mentioned, we've got the affiliate tool. We've got the pledge manager. The key thing with the affiliate marketing one, the one that like really makes it enticing, it's, it's zero risk. You only pay commissions if the campaign is successful. So if you go out and the campaign is unsuccessful, you're not left on the hook trying to pay out all those affiliates. So, you know, that's a key thing. You only pay for successful pledges. You don't pay for clicks. You don't pay for canceled pledges. You don't pay for failed pledges. All that stuff is synced at the end, thereby eliminating risk even further. So a very key thing to consider there. All you're really on the hook for is the very low monthly subscription fee. Everything else is totally based on performance, is totally based on success. So really little risk in trying it out. On the pledge manager side, look, if you're looking to go to the next level, you want, you've got all these people on the hook. They've already backed you. They're already interested. The perfect opportunity to do some upsell is the perfect opportunity to include shipping and taxes, you know, further down the line once you've got more information on where they are and what the costs are going to be to you. So again, just eliminating risk and increasing the opportunity to raise funds. That's what I'll say. Amazing. Daniel, thank you so much. Audience, thanks again for tuning in. Make sure to visit the website, artofthekickstart.com for the notes, transcript, links to Kickbooster and everything else we talked about today. And of course, got to give a huge shout out to our crowdfunding podcast sponsor over at Product Hype, the top newsletter for new products that just launched. Daniel, thank you so much for joining us today on Art of the Kickstart. Thanks, Roy. My pleasure. Thank you for tuning into another amazing episode of Art of the Kickstart, the show about building a better business, life, and world with crowdfunding. If you've enjoyed today's episode as much as I did, make sure to show us some love, you know, by rating us and reviewing us on your favorite listening station, whatever that may be. Your review really helps other founders and startups find us so they can improve their craft and achieve greater success like you. And of course, be sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for all the previous episodes. And if you need any help, make sure to send me an email at info at I'd be glad to help you out. Thanks again for tuning in. I'll see you next week.